0: now word of life with radio maria This is Radio Maria and Word of Life. Today, I'm Helena, and usually you have Father Andreas with you, but he is off on a little bit of a break. And don't worry, you've got me and I've got the lovely Deacon Nick O'Neill from Stella Morris joining us today. Deacon Nick is coming... Where are you coming from? You're from Portsmouth, from the Diocese of Portsmouth, from St. Michael All Angels Parish. And he's going to be sharing with us about World Fisheries Day, which was yesterday, November 21st. But Stella Morris is going to have a special event uh, tomorrow, November 23rd. But enough about that. Let's start with learning a little bit more about Dick and Nick Nick, you Nick, um, you're a chaplain for Stella Morris. How did you get involved? How did, it, did you get connected with this line of vocation?
1: Hi, good morning, Helena. Um, well, first of all, just thank you for letting me be part of this show. It's a great honour and privilege to be with um, you today and to speak about Stella Morris. So um, I first heard of Stella Morris, which was previously known as Apostleship of the Sea, back in um 2013 really so as a practicing catholic and attending different parishes um i started to hear about the work of apostleship of the sea um, and what they did and actually i started working for another maritime charity called the sailors children's society and i was a, a family support worker and through visiting various families uh, seafaring families i heard more about Stella Maris. And uh, and then when I left Sailors Children's Society, I joined another Christian maritime charity called the Fisherman's Mission. And I worked as a mission area officer for around five and a half years along the south coast. And I was supporting fishermen and their families. and And got to work very closely with the chaplain uh, who was with Stella Maris at the time, sort of based in Southampton, and we collaboratively worked on various cases, and, and one of those cases was a modern slavery case in fishing. And uh, and then in 2020, I saw that Stella Maris were advertising for a senior area port chaplain for the south of England and Wales, and, uh, and I had been ordained the year before uh, as a permanent deacon. And it just spent some time in prayer, trying to discern if that was the right move, and, and felt that God was calling me to Stella Maris. So I, um, I applied, and uh, and got the job, and here I am, sort of 15 months later, and uh, really enjoying the ministry and working with people of the sea.
0: Amazing. So our listeners might be wondering: Well, he's worked for the Sailors' Children's Society, Fishermen's Mission what's the all of which help children and families of fishermen what could be the difference with stella morris could you share with us a little bit about what stella morris is and what they and what their connection to the church
1: is absolutely yeah so um so stella morris is the official maritime charity of the roman catholic church and it's the largest ship visiting network in the world so as i said it was previously known as apostleship of the sea it was founded in Glasgow in 1920 and that was to provide support to any seafarers that were in need and uh, just over 100 years later we have now around a thousand chaplains and volunteers across the world. Uh, they make around 70,000 ship visits every year. Uh, we are in 324 ports in 60 different countries. And those chaplains and volunteers provide seafarers with practical support, emotional support, spiritual and pastoral support. And uh, as well as supporting them in those ways, we try to give them any information they might need or signpost them uh, to other places. And and sometimes it's simply being a friend uh, in their time of need.
0: Do they? Do you support the? So you you definitely go on? No, well, not currently on board, but you definitely go straight to the ships, straight to the ports. Do you? Is there also support to the families that are still on the other side of the decks on land?
1: Yeah, we can. So, so at the moment, um, we are able to do some visits to ships. It's all down to basically the ports and the captain of a vessel. If we can or can't sort of go on board, um, if we are able to go on board at the moment, we're just kind of meeting mainly on the top deck um, and just sort of chatting with any seafarers and, and giving sort of hats and gifts and things like that. Um, we can support families to a degree. So if obviously if they're foreign crew, that's a little bit harder to offer support. But we can do support sort of via WhatsApp, via Facebook. And we do have chaplains, obviously, in other countries. So if, if a, a family is struggling, we can normally kind of network with our chaplains in other countries uh, and see if they can offer support to families back in the home country. Obviously, in the UK, it's um, slightly easier if we're dealing with, for example, uh, local fishermen sort of uk-based fishermen for example so along the south coast uh we have a lot of fishermen that we see um try to see them as much as possible and if we're dealing with fishes it's obviously supporting them but also if their families need support we can try to meet them where they are that could be in their home it could be in hospital care home if we're dealing with sort of elderly or you know widows widowers you know we try to support anybody, any seafarer, where they are. You know, we we will do our best to support them.
0: I love that. I love that. So, listeners, this during Word of Life, Father Andreas always encourages you to use this time as a community. Perhaps you are a seafarer. Perhaps your family is involved in the fishery trade here in England. Or perhaps you also are part of the network of volunteers and chaplains that stella morris has created here if you are i do invite you to join in with this conversation perhaps you're even friends with deacon nick please please give us a call into this number 01223 375 five, again the number is zero one two two three three seven. 5564. What, Deacon Nick, has Stella Bitten Morris been up to lately? Uh, we know that during the pandemic, it, you weren't allowed on board, but you did a lot of behind the scenes work, especially with getting phone cards and stuff like that. What's happening now that we're opening up a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so the ministry is its obviously it's an ongoing sort of ministry, it's 24-7, um, you know, chaplains all around the UK are still trying to visit as many ships as they can, so sometimes it might not be possible, but they are trying to visit as much as possible. Sometimes we, we've got this thing like a ministry of presence, so it might be that we're allowed to drive into the port, uh, maybe we can't get on board, but we can sort of drive alongside a vessel, and we can kind of, you know, just a sort of friendly wave to any seafarers. Um, So that's the Ministry of Presence. Still getting on board to some ships, taking, say, hats, chocolates, deodorant, toiletries, toothpaste, all those things, taking them rosaries, little bottles of holy water, prayer cards, the Stella Maris magazine. But, I've mentioned just a little bit earlier, we've just sort of celebrated our centenary, so on the 5th of October, we had a mass to celebrate the end of our centenary year, which was a beautiful mass celebrated by Bishop Paul Mason who's the bishop promoter for Stella Maris. Um, We have chaplains that have started, they started in the pandemic producing Sunday gospel videos. Um, So this was a a gospel reading, a reflection and prayers. And then those videos are sent to cruise ships, sent to harbour masters and other people within the shipping industry. And then they can show those videos on board the ship for any crew that might want to see them. Uh, We've also got another chaplain in the north of England. He hosts live evening prayer, praying the rosary on Facebook. And he's currently asking chaplains throughout the UK to record reading the scripture and doing a reflection each day through Advent. So that will be, again, something that people can watch and participate in on Facebook. And then basically all the chaplains and volunteers throughout the UK are now sort of gearing up and preparing themselves for Christmas. So they will be receiving donations of hats, scarves, socks, clothing, toiletries, biscuits, chocolates, rosaries and anything and everything in between from our wonderful, wonderful supporters around the UK. And then those gifts will be packed, wrapped into bags, boxes, packages, and then will be sent and distributed to all the hard-working seafarers that come into the UK ports over the Christmas period. And we hope that that brings some little sense of joy, peace and love, um, and that there are people caring for them at that special time of the year when they are thousands of miles away from home and loved ones.
0: Oh, very busy, very busy. You guys are very busy. After now that everything's going moving along, thank you for that, uh, Deacon Deacon Nick. Yes. Is, no okay, so this is Radio Maria, and this is Word of Life. I've got Deacon Nick from Stella Maris, the se- senior regional port chaplain, and I'd like to invite you to do call. Give us a call and let us know if you'd like to contr- If you'd like to say anything to Deacon Nick, or if you'd like to share your experience, the number is zero one two two three three seven five five six four. Deacon John. No, it's Deacon John. You're not Deacon John. You're Deacon Nick.
1: Right. <laughs> be Deacon John, if you want me to. No, be, no, fine. no, 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 no. Be Deacon De-
0: Nick. Where you guys had a World Fishers Day on Tuesday uh, on Sunday, November twenty first. What was that all about? I mean, is it one of those? I mean, we've got Donuts Day on so and so. We've got uh, <laughs> we've got Yay to Pets Day. Yay to Siblings Day. What was the whole message? The meaning. What was the purpose of having world fisheries day
1: yeah so so world fisheries day is um it's something that aims to draw attention and focus first of all to the importance of healthy ocean ecosystems and to guarantee sustainable stocks of fisheries throughout the world but the the part of fisheries day that we're really uh, sort of really uh, focused on and and what is our ministry really is serves to shine a light on all of the challenges that fishers face while they're at sea. And obviously that's something at the heart of Stella Maris' ministry, is just making sure that seafarers, and especially fishers obviously on that day, that people are aware of the types of challenges they face, how tough it is. Um, and obviously, you know, there is a sort of darker side to the fishing industry with uh, sort of the spotlight at the moment on modern slavery and human trafficking.
0: Dee, has the Pope said any, is this an important part? I mean, why why is the church involved in this?
1: Uh, well, obviously, you know, it's the church focuses on all people uh, and, and all people are important and loved and valued. And so people of the sea are, included in that, and people of the sea are extremely important uh, for the world, um, for the transportation of goods. Uh, You might have heard before, like sort of of like 90% of all goods that come into the UK come in via uh, ships. Uh, So it's an extremely important industry, um, especially coming up to Christmas, you know, like uh, probably, again, like 90% of all gifts that people receive would have arrived in the UK by ship, and and this is a a time for all people, but especially Catholics. You know, the Pope uh, has a great place in his heart uh, for seafarers, and he's a big supporter of seafarers and Stella Maris. He's written lovely prayers for us in the past, and so this is a chance for us just to remember and focus on seafarers, to pray for them, uh, to give thanks to God for all they do, uh, that helps the world economy function so well and and say so even through the pandemic when when almost everything shut down uh the fishing uh, fishing industry uh went for a tough time uh but shipping continued day after day uh bringing goods to the uk so so it was very important and and they are highly respected and we need to make sure we remember them and pray for them
0: did they take part? Like, was there special events or anything yesterday that they could take part in? Or what? I mean, is were there masses said for them? Is there any? Was there anything like that?
1: Uh, so yeah, so there were there were, that we had um, a special message for World Fisheries Day, which was written by Cardinal Peter Turkson. Um, there was also uh, a prayer, a special prayer, sort of inspired by. Uh, by fishers and for fisheries day and cardinal peter Turkson is the head of the dicastery for promoting integral human development so a special prayer that people can can pray um, there were events i mean stella maris we've got our sort of main event uh happening tomorrow but there were events around the world to mark world fisheries day and and especially to pray for fishers there, there were there were events that people could be involved in um And So we've got our event tomorrow and I'm hoping that there'll be supporters of Stella Maris, there'll be friends of Stella Maris, and I'm hoping there will be some fishers that actually get involved and sort of be part of the event tomorrow. So they're certainly welcome.
0: Oh, oh, well, tell us more about this event tomorrow. Don't just tease us with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, So, as you said, World Fisheries Day was actually yesterday. Um, but sort of our, our little bit to help mark that day, uh, Stella Maris are going to host uh, an online panel discussion. So that will take place tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the 23rd of November. It starts at 7.30 p.m. GMT, and that will last around 90 minutes. So it should be finishing about 9 p.m. That's a webinar, and uh, the idea is that we will be looking at focusing on this sort of slightly darker side of the maritime world, and, and specifically focusing on modern slavery within the fishing industry. Um, so there will be uh, a various chaplains. We've got some international uh, chaplains speaking. Uh, I remember we've got Father Yance uh, from Taiwan. We'll be talking about some of his experiences. Uh, We've got a wonderful lady called Jessica Sparks, who's uh, from Nottingham University, and she's done lots of research um, on modern slavery. Um, I'm going to be one of the people involved uh, talking about some issues that I've been involved with modern slavery in the fishing industry within the UK. Um, So if if any of the wonderful Radio Maria listeners are interested in being part, you're very welcome to uh, register and be part of that. So if you'd like to do that, you go to the Stella Maris website to register. And that is uh, www.stellamaris.com. .org.uk forward slash Modern Slavery or just if you go to the StellaMaris.org.uk website, there is a, a little sort of um, picture that says Modern Slavery webinar. You can just click on that register and then you get the link to join later on uh, tomorrow evening. So, yeah, that, that's what we do. We're just trying to put a focus on the challenges uh, and the difficulties of migrant crew uh, within the fishing industry.
0: Has it become more difficult with Brexit?
1: So is, is that
0: a big thing, or is it like no, we figured it all
1: out. <laughs> We're all set. <laughs> no, it's it's a challenge. I mean, fishing, uh, the fishing industry. It's it's one of the hardest, toughest jobs in the world, and uh, it's actually the most dangerous job uh, in the world. Uh, sort of outside of um war you know that if you were in the soldier during a war you had a really high chance of passing away fishing it's got the highest percentage chance of dying between the ages of 16 and 60 oh, so it's amazing. a really very dangerous occupation um i think it's always tough i think it's always hard and and it's tough it's tough to sort of make a comment uh, generally, because there are there are so many fishermen around the UK that live in different geographical areas, that are in different size vessels. They might be single-handed. They might be on a big boat with you know up to 10, 15 crew. They're looking to target different fish species that are in the waters around the UK. So there's a lot of stuff that makes things diff- different and difficult to make comment. But probably a common challenge that the UK fishing fleet has faced recently have been harsh. So there's issues over the rights of where UK boats and EU boats can and can't fish. There are difficulties and issues over licenses being granted or denied. Um, there's issues over the amount of fish that's left in the UK waters, because obviously for the last few decades, EU boats have been able to fish in uk waters and there is an argument they've been overfishing um, and destroying the fish stocks that are now left in uk waters there are issues with the lack of policing or enforcement that exists now that eu boats are not supposed to be in uk waters and i know that many fishermen have told me that the eu boats are still fishing in uk waters where they shouldn't be and Then, of course, we have the issue that a lot of the fish being caught in the UK by UK fishermen was being then sent to Europe to be sold. Um, So once Brexit happened uh, and it all became official, the UK fishermen literally lost um, a market, a European market, almost overnight. And, of course... (laughs) They decided, like, inshore fishermen, so the guys that are sort of more independent with small boats, they tried to sell their own catch directly to local people. Um, and I know that some were very successful when they started these little businesses. They had hotels, pubs, restaurants, et cetera, that were buying their fish. But then COVID came along, and and again, oh, with COVID, no. all of those places had to shut down. Yeah. So. The places they were selling their fish to, suddenly they no longer could buy the fish. Um so, so I know that it's been a really tough and difficult time for most fishermen and their families um through Brexit and through COVID. So it's um it's a kind of rocky road ahead and, and hopefully, you know, things will improve and, and and they can keep doing what they love. But um it's it's very difficult at the moment.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, definitely good reason for us to have a day to contemplate, to think and to pray on all the fishermen, fisherwomen, their family, their children, and keep them in our prayers. Yesterday, today, every day, and to speak about them in this conference, in this webinar coming up tomorrow. So, listeners, I'm going to open the studio line. Whoosh! It is open now. If you would like to share anything about yourself, about your uh, relationships, your thoughts, your experiences as a fisherman, fisherwoman, seafarer, see, see what? Wo- Do give us a call. The number is zero one, two two three, three seven. 5564. If you're calling internationally, our international number is 44. So you'll need to call 044-1223. We're going to take a music break now so that you'll have time to call. And do stay tuned, and we'll be right back with Deacon Nick O'Neill from Stella Morris. word of life and today i'm helena taking the place of father andreas while he is taking a well-deserved rest and today i have deacon nick o'neill with us from stella morris he's been sharing with us about world fisheries day which took place on the 21st of november world fisheries day uh was celebrated for the first time in 1998 by the fisherfolk communities, who wanted to highlight the way of living in the fishery sector, which employs the largest number of workers and generates one of the most traded food commodities worldwide, fish. So they were talking about fishing and fishers, and we were as well. Uh, Deacon Nick shared with us how he came to start uh, being a chaplain, the senior regional chaplain for Stella Morris. He currently is in Portsmouth and is a member of St. Michael All Angels Parish. And he'll be speaking tomorrow. You'll be one of the panelists, Deacon Nick, on the Stella Morris webinar, which will be taking place Tuesday, November 23rd, from 7:30 p.m. to 9 to find out how you can take part in this webinar please visit www.stellamaris.org dot uk and in that page you'll find a link to modern slavery and that's where you can learn more about how to register and take part in the webinar now modern slavery deacon nick how can that still happen surely the bosses the owners of these ships are aware and know what's going on there's checks and balances health and safety how can modern slavery can you well can you share with us your experience with working in with this with this problem
1: Yeah, no, of course. Um, So obviously, modern slavery is a big subject that covers uh, lots of sort of different subgroups and and obviously covers a wide range of different industries. Um, So specifically talking about the fishing industry, um, I've been involved in a a few cases, uh, one that is still ongoing. So probably best not to talk about that one. So if I talk about one that happened um, a few years ago and actually sort of modern slavery within the maritime industry in general became quite a hot topic um around four years ago uh when the focus was on modern slavery within sort of you know shipping it's an invisible uh industry in many ways um once Ships are at sea. I mean, they're at sea. They can be at sea for days or weeks, and and no one can police what's happening there. And even when they come into the ports, um, you know, the the cargo is loaded, unloaded, and no one really knows what's going on uh, inside. Which is why it's important to have. Uh, this ministry with Stella Maris, because we were able to get on and and make relationships. And the same with fishing. I mean, fishing boats are in and out. They're at sea for a long time. They're hardworking people. They come in, they land the fish. They they sort of restock with food and they go out again. But um, four years ago, I'd I'd attended a couple of conferences about modern slavery. And uh, without sort of trying to sound sort of flippant or uncaring, I, I honestly didn't think that it was relevant to me Uh, sort of living very close to Portsmouth, sort of in the 21st century, because I just felt that, you know, it was probably something that happened far away lands and in the seas on the other side of the world. But lo and behold, literally a a week or 10 days after attending a a conference on modern slavery, um, I'd been working with a couple of Ghanaian fishermen, Uh, who weren't victims of modern slavery. They were totally legal. They were happy. They were getting paid. But they happened to be in Portsmouth for a period of time waiting on a boat for repairs to be done. And another vessel came in, another fishing boat came into the port, had some Ghanaians working on the boat. And when they were sort of tying their fishing boat up, the two Ghanaians that I knew saw these guys and just started sort of shouting out to them like hey you know how you doing how's things and and they told them you know can you help us get off this boat and they phoned me the two two guys i knew phoned me um, asking if i could help Uh, i phoned a couple of other maritime charities we phoned the police we phoned border force and we phoned the mca which is the maritime and coast guard agency and we all kind of converged uh, in Portsmouth to this fishing boat uh, the police went on board spoke to the guys spoke to the skipper uh, and his first mate and basically they were worried about what they saw uh, the conditions and 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 the state and the physical condition of these guys there was there were seven of them all together there were some Ghanaians there was an Indian there was a Sri Lankan they took them off the boat and and just seeing them when they came off the boat you could just see uh kind of the life and and the soul of these guys had had been sort of drained out of them they they looked a am- uh, they just they looked terrible they, they they were sort of um malnourished uh you could tell that they hadn't had a chance to kind of look after their personal hygiene they were working on a fishing boat yet they were wearing sort of shirts t-shirts and flip-flops and this is on a boat where you should be wearing Uh, sort of Wellington boots, you should have the oil skins, you should have um, a life jacket, it's called a PFD, personal flotation device, and and probably a hard hat. So so they weren't given the proper equipment to do the job. They were not being fed properly. It turned out that they were working 21 to 22 hours a day. uh, And in the two or three hours that they weren't working, they were expected to eat so cook and eat, they were expected to sleep. They were expected to contact their families back home if they wanted to speak to them. Um, so so they were working so hard and they weren't even actually being paid. Um, they thought that this money was going into their bank account every month and it turned out that they weren't getting paid. The skipper of the boat had taken their passports and documentation so they had no way of... Uh, If they wanted to try and leave the boat, they couldn't because they didn't have any documentation that was all being held. If they wanted to to make rice, which is one of the staple foods that those guys uh, were used to eating back home, uh, they had to get the water from the toilet and then put that into a saucepan. They had to boil that water and then use that water to cook their rice, for example, and then wait for that water to cool down. That would be their drinking water. Um, they had all their toiletries taken off them. They weren't allowed to go and buy more toiletries. So they were brushing their teeth with a finger, no toothpaste. They weren't allowed to shave. They'd all grown these big bushy beards that I thought maybe was just a cultural thing, but it turned out they were being denied toiletries. And, uh, and you know, just thank God uh, for the relationship I had with these two Ghanaian fishermen that they just happen to be in the right place at the right time to see this and this is the problem it, it probably happens a lot more uh it's just who's gonna find it and who who's gonna see it um that's that's the that's the challenge but those guys were taken off the boat uh the skipper and his first mate were arrested um these guys were taken into care the police looked after them really well we supported them i'm glad to say that they, they actually, the Home Office found, they were victims of modern slavery and gave them indefinite leave to remain in the UK. Um, so, actually, one of the guys has sadly passed away since then, but the other guys are all working now uh, in the UK, all on good fishing boats Good reputable companies and and they're they're sort of thriving now.
0: Hallelujah! Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a really lovely end to a sort of quite horrendous situation.
0: I think it really shows the importance of continuing having that relationship, having volunteers continually go support, listen, have that opportunity for the s- seafarers to share and have that person to listen, so that these kind of instances can be taken note of and, oh, I know who to go to for help because I've seen them time and time and time again.
1: Absolutely. No, it's, it's totally key. It's what it's what the ministry is all about. It's it's being available um, and willing to serve. So, you know, this is what so being a deacon is all about, which is why, you know, I felt it was hand in hand with Stella Morris. It's, it's about going out And it's about walking alongside these seafarers. Um, It's wherever they are in their life. Um, Some of them are Catholic, some of them are other, sort of from other faith denominations, and some of them don't have any faith at all. But we are there to walk alongside all of these seafarers, to be a friendly face when they come into um, a foreign country. We're there to be a representative of Jesus. You know, we're there to love them. Um, We're there not to judge them. We're there just to offer any care they might need to offer, any support, uh, an arm around the shoulder, uh, you know, a sort of positive word. And obviously, you know, if something does happen where you have a serious incident, hopefully they, they feel that they can trust the Stella Morris chaplains and volunteers and that we will then sort of spring into action and we will do whatever we can to make sure they're looked after.
0: That's so beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful, Deacon. Let's turn it back over to our listeners. If you would like to share a story or share your experience, or perhaps you've volunteered for Stella Morris, give us a call. The number is 01223 375564. Internationally, the number is 0044. One, two, two, three, three, seven, five, five, six, four. And while I'm waiting and Deacon Nick is waiting for your call... This is Word of Life today, November 22nd. Thank you for joining me. I'm Helena, just taking the place of Father Andreas while he's getting a well-deserved rest. But I do have Deacon Nick O'Neill on. And he's been sharing with us all about Stella Morris, World Fisheries Day, about the event Stella Morris has tomorrow tomorrow. Tuesday, the 23rd at 7.30. It'll be a webinar focusing on the maritime world. You're invited. You, you are invited to join in this webinar. You can find out more information at www.stellamaris.org.uk. And on that page, you can find out much more about Stella Maris, how to volunteer, and also about the webinar under Modern Slavery. Deacon Nick, I have a message from my dear listener, John, from Japan, and he wanted to share with you that his father was an Italian Navy officer, and in his day, they used to have military chaplains on board. So we've got to remember, we've got fishermen, we've got seafarers, we've got uh, Christmas present deliverers, like you said, most of our items come from, uh, from across the sea, and we've also got our Navy officers. Uh, Deacon, Nick, to the Navy military chaplains and Stella Maris chaplains, is there like a big party once a year? Or not even a party, but a big uh, celebration where you all get together and chat like, oh, this is what works for the Navy. Oh, this is what works for us.
1: <sighs> no, I'd love a big party, actually. It's a good idea. <laughs> um, so so, so the military, they, they sort of obviously, they get their own chaplains, um, and those are guys. Uh, they get they get Anglican, Catholic, uh, possibly other types um, of of sort of faith group. I don't I don't really know, but I know they do have Anglican and Catholic chaplains within the military. Um, Stella Maris don't don't have any uh, chaplains uh, in the military, but we do try to get. Uh, catholic priests on board uh, various cruise ships over christmas Ooh, and easter so, cruise, so, yeah. ships, yes. cruise ships yeah yeah yes. so, so that's um obviously a big part of uh, sort of people that are on board over easter and christmas there are a, a relatively good number of catholics uh that are sort of obviously people going on a holiday but also the crew uh, there's a good number of yeah. catholics so, so a over those two special times of the year for the Catholic Church, uh, offers, you know, they can say Mass, they can offer the sacraments. So that, that's something that we do try to do. Um, there are various conferences uh, sort of organized at different times where, where different maritime organizations and charities come together to look at sort of specific issues where we try to work collaboratively and try to work on how we can work better together to sort of overcome a problem or an obstacle and obviously to share good working practices and and what works well and and share those ideas. So we we do get together um, with other agencies and organizations and companies and do try to work together to make sure that at, at the end of the day what we care about is the well being of seafarers. And uh and, and that's why we, we when we do get together, we're all we're all working for the same purpose. And that mm. is that the seafarers are looked after properly. It's that their welfare is at the heart of all we do. So
0: it's so beautiful if if any retired priests are listening <laughs> and you want to go I would choose a Mediterranean tour for this Christmas. <laughs> Maybe not ahead anyway. No, we have run out of time. Digan Nick, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your story, sharing the good work you've done and how like many of like like Jesus teaches us. Thank you for being that person There, available to listen, available to support, available to stand up for those that are working so hard for us out on the sea. Would you mind finishing our our little word of life today with a prayer?
1: No, no problem. Absolutely, be a pleasure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for this beautiful ministry. You asked your disciples to go out to spread the word, to preach the word, to love people. And I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given me, that you've given all of the chaplains and volunteers within stellamaris this chance to serve a, such an important group of people, the seafarers and, and fishers. So I just want to thank you, Lord, for all of the seafarers, for all of the fishers, for all they do, for our world thank you for their dedication and their commitment and their hard work thank you that they work 24 7 around all almost every day of the year lord to make sure that we can have the goods and the belongings that we want and that we need thank you lord for the fishers. thank you for their dedication and commitment thank you for their efforts in going out in all weathers to bring us fish to eat And I just want to thank you, Lord, for the the possibility of being uh, on the radio today with Radio Maria and with Helena. Thank you for a chance to speak to the listeners about Stella Maris. I just thank you, Lord, for this chance to be part of your family. And I just want to ask you, Lord, as well, to bless all those that will be speaking on the webinar tomorrow. Lord, I hope that you pray and you bring all of those people that need to be part of that to the webinar for the listeners, for supporters, for any fishers that would like to be part of that. And I pray, Lord, for an end to all of the bad practices that are in place at the moment. I pray an end for modern slavery and human trafficking throughout the world. I just ask you, Lord, to bless us all, to bless each one of us now and offer a special blessing, Lord, in the name of God, the Father that loves us, Jesus, the Son that heals us and the Holy Spirit that guides and protects us now and always, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Deacon, and and best of luck tomorrow.
1: Thank you, Elena. Thank you very much. God bless. Okay, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.